Good morning, Africa. Welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Dong. On today's podcast, we will be looking at the future of e-mobility in Africa. And in Uganda, we look at why midterm access is such a controversial issue. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Ruth Adong. In this episode, we start the conversation of e-mobility in Africa. In July this year, one of Africa's first e-charging stations for electric cars was launched in Rwanda. It was of course no surprise that Rwanda, fast becoming a leader in technology and innovations, was at the forefront of something as futuristic for Africa as electric mobility. We had a sit-down to answer the basic questions with Ugandan economist Dr. Fred Muhumuza. In his analysis, he asks, for a continent and uses Uganda as a case study that barely has a road network that covers the whole country, should we be looking at electric cars? He also poses another great question. If overhauling colonial road and rail infrastructure has failed us, do we have a short at e-mobility? I think it's not yet for Africa. The logistics required, but people shouldn't get so excited. That's the technology that is coming, but its time is not yet. You know, like we drive our cars here. What we call a new car is actually second hand. Some Japanese, I know there are cars that we are going to be driving, but these are 19, uh, 2016 model. The 2020 models will get here in 2025. So the electric technology will come, but I don't think this is the right time for it. Because right now, it must accommodate the 1 million cars already on these roads. So the roads you build, the infrastructure you build must be for this one. You, if you had surplus money, say, well, let's build roads for the others and for this one, that would be a different story. But when you have limited budget, you don't want Europeans to drive you crazy. For them, they have the Elon Musk. They are the ones driving these agendas. They have their money to spare. But here, when you're still using public resources, there's no private resource. I wouldn't excite, let anybody be excited. Let the technology evolve. Let people discover its weaknesses and strengths. And we shall adopt it when the right time comes. But I don't think this is the right time for such technology. Because at the end of the day, which roads are you going to put them on? Either you'll have to have large numbers of them to cover somebody's entire journey. But if my journey is going to bring to begin with an electric car, then I end up on a border border, then a taxi, then a school truck or something. But I think let's first deal with an electric train for some of those routes so we will move bulk of people before we even begin to pass electric cars. But we are like going with a smartphone in a village where there is no signal. Okay, the other thing, of course, would be the other argument has been Africa is unable to carry on electric mobility because we are, some of us, Uganda especially, we're still stuck with colonial infrastructure that we have not even been able to overhaul. Yeah, that's what I was saying. You can't just begin now overhauling an infrastructure when you do not have all the dots required for the new infrastructure, not even the money. We can't even find money to maintain our roads. Why should you even begin to prepare them for the next generation of mobility? First accommodate the current mobility, then when that time comes, it will come and find you there. 2030, we can discuss it. But for now, I think let's live within our means. Let's be sincere to ourselves. We have no money. We have debt, and some of those technologies are yet to be tested. Now, if your car breaks down, where is the mechanic that can repair an electric car? So that technology will be very hard to acquire, but leave alone, adapt it to our environment. We also look at why midterm access in Uganda is such a hot topic right now. When Ugandan President Yoreka Guto Museveni indicated his willingness to ascend to the National Social Security Fund Amendment Bill, it caused quite a stir in the labor industry. The most contentious clause in this amendment bill being midterm access to savings. Midterm access would allow savers with NSSF 
who have either saved for 10 years or are 45 years to access 20% of their money. With the unprecedented economic challenges of COVID, the unionists argue that it is safe to say that very many people have lost their jobs and need access to money that they have saved up. Now, in a sit-down with Richard Biarugaba, the fund's managing director, he says in their estimation, there are about 100,000 people out of close to 2 million savers who are currently eligible for midterm access. In his opinion, if all those people who are eligible apply for access, there might be a run on the fund unless payments are staggered. Biarugaba says if all these people are to apply for midterm access, the fund will have to give out at least 1 trillion shillings on top of the 900 billion shillings that they give out annually other benefits. We need to stagger the payments. We need to make sure that the projects continue because that was uh, what the president said. He said we can't do it at the detriment of that because on day one, if all the 100,000 or 200,000 people come in and say, we want our money, I'll tell them I, we can't do it because we've got projects and things to do. So we'll have to stagger the payments. That way it enables us to do the projects and the other investments and also pay them, but in a phased manner. So we might need maybe six months, we might need maybe nine months, or whatever it is. So we'll have to find a criteria for helping us to prioritize who to give first rather than everyone, because we are constrained. Otherwise, as we said, we just dismantle the whole fund, pay off people, and then see what happens. But I don't think that is the way you would like us to run the fund. It's also on this basis that he's called on the Ugandan parliament to split the current fund into two to provide for workers who would want to have midterm access to their savings. So what we'll do is that we will get your money that is in your account, we'll put 20% in your fund, in your other account, and we'll leave 80% in your other fund. Because that is what you're going to get until retirement, but this is what you're going to get midterm. What does this do? It enables us now to know who amongst our customers will be accessing midterm. But it also enables us to do one thing. We know that the people who want to leave their money in long term, we will invest their assets in long term. For the people who want in short term, we'll invest their money in short term investments. Okay? But what does that do for us and for you? It means that the return you get because you've made a decision to invest short term will be lower than those who are in the long term. And a quick review of other stories on the continent. Kenya Airways is still in the red despite cutting its half-year losses by 20%, helped by increased revenues from cargo and charter flight operations. This is happening despite the ongoing cash conservation measures, including partial deferment of staff salaries and renegotiations of lease rentals and payment plans with suppliers. The national carrier, which has forecast a grim full-year performance due to the effects of COVID-19 pandemic, made a net loss of 11.48 Kenya billion shillings, which comes to about 105 million US dollars in the six months to June 30th, 2021, down from a net loss of 14.32 billion Kenya shillings, about 131 million US dollars in the same period last year. Passenger numbers declined by 20% to 800,000, resulting in a 17% decline in passenger revenues to 20.23 Kenya billion shillings, about 185 million US dollars, while cargo revenues increased by 60% due to a stronger focus on freighter operations, according to the airline's unaudited financial statement. 
Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. And if you have any suggestions or want to check us out or check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can always find us on all social media platforms at The K Financial. And you can find me on all social media platforms at Ruth Adon.